Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for June 26th is 1 Kings chapter 15, verse 25 through the end of chapter 16, and 2 Chronicles 17. There's a lot that happens in these couple of chapters. There's a lot of turnover of the different kingdoms, the kingdom of Judah on the southern end and the northern kingdom or Israel that's often referred to. And a lot of these kings are dying and some of them are establishing kingdoms that last for quite some time. And their kingdom length is always directly proportional to how they walk with God or not. The most wicked kings tend to have the shortest reigns. It is not a coincidence. God blesses those who serve him, who walk with him. God is a promise keeper. So we see in 1 Kings chapter 15, we read about Israel's king Nadab or Nadab and how he did what was evil in Yahweh's sight and walked in the ways of his father and the sin that he had been caused, that he caused Israel to commit. And then God raised up Baasha or Baasha, the son of Ahijah. And he also is a wicked man and a wicked king. So much so that anyone who belongs, it's prophesied, anyone who belongs to him, any of his family who dies in the city, their bodies will be eaten by dogs. And anyone who dies out in the field, their bodies will be consumed by the birds. And even though Israel was this nation, by and large split away from Judah because they did not want to serve God God's way, God still expected them to walk according to the commands he had laid forth. They were still God's chosen people, although perhaps not elect to eternal salvation, they were God's children. And so even though the remnant was not part of Israel at this point, the remnant was the carved out tribe of Judah, God still expected them to follow his commands. And this same truth applies to the church today. God's people, if you believe in God, if you believe that Jesus is the son of God, you are called to a higher standard. We cannot be like the Israelites who wanted to be like the nations all around them. We are called to a higher standard. And just for the sake of time, I'm going to skip down to Israel's king Ahab because we're going to be reading a lot about Ahab and his kingship and Israel under Ahab's reign. Ahab was wicked. And it says he was even more wicked and did more evil than all of those who were before him. And then as if following the sin of Jeroboam was not enough, he married Jezebel. And Jezebel is the most wicked queen 
perhaps who have ever been on the throne of Israel. So we're introduced to those two. They are some wicked, wicked people. We're going to be spending more time on that in the coming days. And then it's interesting. We have a throwback, a prophecy fulfilled all the way back from Joshua in chapter 6, verse 26. Do you remember when the son, Joshua, son of Nun, was leading the people into the promised land? They routed Jericho. And there was a prophecy that Jericho would only be rebuilt at the cost of one's son. And so in verse 34, 1 Kings 16:34, it says that Hiel the Bethelite built Jericho at the cost of his firstborn. He laid its foundation at the cost of his youngest. He finished its gates. And it was according to the word that Yahweh had spoken through Joshua back in Joshua 6, 26. So I think that's interesting how we have a prophecy fulfilled there. And now let's flip over to 2 Chronicles 17 and King Jehoshaphat because we can learn what not to do from Ahab and so many of those others, but we can learn what to do. We have a good example in Jehoshaphat who was the son of Asa. And Asa was a good king, but you'll remember he strayed. He became proud at the end of his life, and he died. <clears throat> Excuse me, because he would not consult God. It says in 17.3, Yahweh was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the former ways of his ancestor David. He did not seek Baals or the Baals, but sought the God of his father and walked by his commands. Listen, when you seek the real thing, you don't have to know the counterfeits. The people who investigate money making and, and the people who counterfeit money they don't need to study all of the different counterfeits. They study the original. They know what the actual money looks like, and then they can recognize the fake. And we need to be aware of that too. We need to look at the true, one true God and study him. And as we do that, we can recognize the fakes. We need to look at what the way church should be and do it that way and then we can recognize the fakes. We need to spend time becoming changed, becoming more and more like him. And as we become more and more like him, we are changed into his image. And then we can recognize the people who are not. And we can choose our network accordingly. So Jehoshaphat sought the God of his father and walked in his commands. He didn't do it the way Israel did it. He didn't walk according to the practices of Israel. We can take a lesson from that and not to look around at the people around us who claim to be Christian and think that we just want to be normal like everybody else. A lot of people don't read their Bibles today. A lot of Christians professing do not pray today. A lot of Christians do not love one another today. 
And so we think that it's normal, and maybe it is normal, but that doesn't mean normal is acceptable. We think it's normal to act like everybody else. God is not calling us to act like everybody else. He's calling us to be radical. We should be people who carry our Bibles with us wherever we go so that when we have downtime, we read our Bibles instead of scrolling Facebook. Jehoshaphat in verse 7 says, He sent his officials, and he names them, to teach in the cities of Judah. He sent out priests and teachers to all of the cities in Judah to teach the people. They had the book of Yahweh's instruction with them, it says in verse 9. They taught throughout Judah, carrying the book with them. The body of Christ today needs to be taught more than at any point in all of history. We need to teach people. And how else can we do it unless we know the word and we carry it with us? And because Jehoshaphat was committed to the truth, to sharing the truth, to instilling the truth in other people, he was invested in it. He grew stronger and stronger, it says in verse 12. And God blessed him. God established his kingdom. And he was a great king because of his service to Yahweh, the God of the universe. I hope it encourages you. Let's be more like Jehoshaphat. And may God bless you as you seek him and as you strive to do that. We'll see you tomorrow.